you have to believe it will be worth it. And I would say do it on a small scale first. You have to prove to yourself that it's not going to be the end of the world. All of this is. Find someone who has quit a nine to five and then ended up successful and let them accelerate the process. If Kevin and I could coach Kevin and I, I'm telling you, we would have done this in three years instead of five. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Um, how have you processed your fears in order to live in a place of abundance? It's a great question. It's a great question. Hmm. You, I don't know that you can truly process your fears until you practice them because you probably have a skewed understanding of what your fears actually are. One of the best things that ever happened to me, one of, I think most people in our industry probably have this fear. Any coaches out there have the fear of somebody reaching out and saying, Hey, what qualifies you to be a coach? Like, why do you get to be a coach? What if you don't have any certifications? You didn't go to college. Why do you get to coach other people? And I remember when somebody did that, I gave them a list of reasons why I felt and knew I was qualified. And that actually helped me build confidence. That fear that I was so afraid to face actually helped me out so much. When I asked Simon Sinek a question, he kind of laughed at me. He kind of poked fun at me on stage to the point where Taryn was like, well, we're never going to go see him again. And I said, babe, it wasn't a good question. That's on me more than it is him. I got my biggest fear. It happened. And then I sat with it after and said, okay, what does this mean about me? Was it my best question? No. Is it the end of the world? No. If I have another opportunity, I'll do better. So I think you have to run it through the mind of having a growth mindset. You have to run it through that mindset. Hey, this isn't the end of the world. Every failure is an opportunity to do better next time as long as you make sure there's a next time. Don't allow the fears to stop you from trying because you cannot fix something that is not out there yet. You can't improve something that does not yet exist. I think that you hear us talk about 1% improvements all the time. You can't 1% improve something that isn't out in the real world yet. So adopt a growth mindset and you'll process your fears and the result a lot better, I'd say. Yeah, I think it comes through proving that they're not as bad as you think. And the only way to really do that is to to go break some eggs, go screw up. Uh, I'll tell this story. I, I, I remember, so I did three fitness shows and I lost my first one, won my second one, got stomped on my third one. Uh, no, I, I, I came in, I think, fifth, first, and then fourth. But one of my biggest fears did happen I actually got legitimately laughed off stage on that last one. And I know why. And it's kind of funny because I used to, when I used to, when you pose in bodybuilding, you're supposed to suck in and blow all the air out and, and you're supposed to flex your abs. And when you blow all the air out, your abs show more. I was doing, and Kev, you'll remember this. I was doing this, like blowing the air out and it sounded like a snake mm -hmm. on stage. And the, the main judges, these two guys were having trouble not laughing. And so I'm sitting there trying to win this show and I, I, I think I look good, but obviously they don't agree. 
And they were legitimately, this was hard for me at the time, they were legitimately laughing at me. Like, like kind of obnoxiously, almost to a, a mean extent. Uh, and I remember backstage, I was sitting there and I had this moment, I'm like, I am going to stomp everybody next time. There's no way I let that happen again. I'm going to get my pro card and I'm going to show those judges. And, and, and here's what I want to tell to everybody. Fear can motivate you. My fear happened, and I've been laughed at a lot in my life, genuinely. Uh, I, in high school, I remember I had a math book, and you've probably heard me tell a story, where I knew the equation was wrong, the book was wrong, I knew it. And the whole class laughed at me, including the teacher. Like, And in hindsight, if I could go back and witness this, it was like irresponsible for this teacher to be this way, genuinely. And I ended up bringing it to the smarter teacher, and I said, this is wrong, and I know it. And even to this day, one of my best friends said, that's the day I knew you were smarter than me, is when I couldn't get it. You tried to explain it, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. And whatever. But I've been laughed at a lot in my life. But you know what's awesome? It always motivated me. It just motivated me so goddamn much. And I even told Kevin, we have, we have some challenging stuff going on and not between us, but with other people. And I'm like, honestly, Kev, if worst case scenario happens, it's just going to motivate me. So whatever, <laughs> right? It's just going to drive me. Let fear motivate you. Quick, 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 quick. I promise. I was running at night up in Vermont this weekend and it was really dark out. And I told Kev, I was really scared of two things. Number one, black bears. Saw a bunch of deer, but I didn't see any black bears, luckily. Number two, I was afraid. I wasn't wearing orange. I was wearing black. And I was like, what if a hunter mistook me? So what I did is I put my flashlight on my phone, and I was listening to a motivational video, and I'm running. And I love it. I love running at night. Stars, amazing. And I was like, what if there was a black bear behind me, though? Honestly. And by the way, I, I don't share this often, but I want to share it here. I do this all the time. I, I face fears that are inside here. And I do it in private when no one's watching. So then getting laughed off stage is nothing compared to running in an orchard in Vermont with potential bears. I know I'm nuts. That's okay. All right. I started running faster. I got a better workout. Fear motivates you. If you invite all your friends and family to a marathon to come and support you, you better believe you're going to run every goddamn day up to that, up to that marathon. Because you're so, is it because you want to run every day? No, it's because you don't want to be laughed at. You don't want them to waste their time. You don't want to be embarrassed. Fear of embarrassment and fear of failure will drive you. It will drive you so hard. Let it, let it, let it make you greater. If someone wants to transition out of their job and into a more entrepreneurial lifestyle, how can I get rid of my fear of certainty I have with a 95? With a nine to five. Tell them, Jeff. How do I get rid of my fear and uncertainty of leaving my nine to five? Yeah. Uh, it's what Kev talked about regarding necessity. We have a close friend of ours who is crushing it in everything they do. They are so awesome. It's ridiculous. They win at everything all the time. And they keep getting promoted and I'll keep it anonymous, but they don't even want this job anymore. And it's like, you're, you're, I was talking to this person at Next Level Live, they attended and I'm grateful. And I said, you're, you win at everything. You're too big of a fish in too small of a pond. 
if you're winning just by showing up, it shows me you're not outside your comfort zone. You got to get, go, go into the ocean, get out of this little pond and go into the ocean. This person doesn't have enough necessity. If you don't have a ton of self-belief and you don't win at everything by default, I'm not saying to just quit your job without a nest egg or a backup plan. What I would say is this, create a runway, create a, a nest egg of at least six months where you're in the clear with your expenses and then just just make sure you leverage those six months and get some guidance. I quit my job. Kevin quit his job. We've we've been entrepreneurs for five years. We're very successful at this point. We will continue to be more and more and more and more successful. Find someone who has quit a nine to five and then ended up successful and let them accelerate the process. If Kevin and I could coach Kevin and I, I'm telling you, we would have done this in three years instead of five. I promise you that. Um, so that's my advice. I would say... Listen to Alan, great advice for sure. Check in with how certainty driven are you? I never realized how certainty driven I was until I became an entrepreneur and I couldn't pay the bills. What Alan said, make sure you plan five steps ahead. I didn't, I didn't really do a great job. I had money saved up, so I was lucky and I was living for pretty cheap because I, I moved in with a buddy, but I could have definitely prepped more. Ask people what it's like to be an entrepreneur and ask them to tell you the truth, not the shiny car stuff. What's it really like to start a business? What's it really like to have to grind to make ends meet? Ask those questions of people and get the truth. I think that'll help. But also, I don't know that it does go away. I don't know that you will wake up one day and say, I'm an entrepreneur. That's awesome. I don't really care about certainty anymore. I don't think that'll ever happen. I still think about that to this day. So use that to necessity. Use that as a necessity, like Alan said. Use that to push you. Use that to force you to learn more skills, to meet people, to do things that you wouldn't do. But make sure you have a safety net first because there's a lot of pressure that goes into being an entrepreneur that people don't, people tend not to talk about or forget about. So group coaching was definitely an experience for me. Um, it's something that I had never been involved with before. Um, any kind of coaching aspect in my life. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, so I was hugely skeptical when um, I signed up and um, getting into the group and getting to know the people was was really, really cool. Everybody's kind of moving towards the same goal. And um, I definitely started to see the value in what Kevin and Alan were presenting to us. Um, PPT for me was something that was really huge. I was looking for a system um, to help me kind of keep track of of the things that I had to do every day to make sure that I was productive. Um, so I definitely saw the value in that right away. Um, deconstructing your goals and finding out what you need to do to get there um, and then laying it out and tracking it every single day. For me, that was huge and it's something that I saw the value in even after the program was over. So um, I really enjoyed um, seeing everybody's growth and watching everybody kind of move in the same direction at the same time. Um, having that group chat on WhatsApp is hugely beneficial. Um, if you're scared or if you're struggling or if you're having a great day, it's just always there and we were always able to plug into the chat and we were talking to each other on our weeks off and I just, I feel like I got so much value out of it and I am so grateful that I took the leap and I decided to join. How, uh, how do you learn to mourn the loss in advance when you are a chronic people pleaser? Ooh, what a fire question. 
Uh, I would say contemplate the worst case and then remind yourself of other things you've been through that are worse than that. Uh, I, I said this on book club this week and I said, one of the reasons why I knew I'd be successful is because my childhood was so challenging. Hard work and grit and Amy, you and I were joking about this last night. No one's ever going to say, ah, you know that dude, he just, he was a little too lackadaisical. He just, you know what it was? I think it was an effort issue, <laughs> right? I, I think grit was never going to be my issue because of all the hard stuff I've been through. And so just remind yourself of all the hard stuff you've been through. And, and you made it out on the other side and you probably made it out even better. And just remind yourself of that. And, and, and when you mourn the loss in advance of, of people, remind yourself of other people that you've lost. Maybe you've lost family. Maybe you've lost pets. Maybe you've lost friends. Maybe you've lost colleagues. Maybe you have friends that once loved you that now don't. You've got to remind yourself that you survived and that it'll be worth it. And I think that if you want to flip fear on its head, you have to be more afraid of not achieving your dreams. That's really what this comes down to, this whole thing. I'm surprised we didn't say it on this episode. Kev, the truth is Kevin's just more afraid of being mediocre than he is of, of the failures and the challenges. I mean, I wanted to ask you this, Kev, real quick, if you don't mind. At Lori Harder and at Simon Sinek, you said, I have to ask a question. And that always lands for me. Like, yeah, but I don't think it lands for other people. Why do you have to? Like, what does that even mean? Because other people don't have to. You kind of put yourself in this position where it's like, I have to do this. Can you unpack why you have to do this? Because I know it's the next level. Attending, this. I mean, this is kind of it. Attending Lori Harder, that event was difficult, but it wasn't difficult enough. It just wasn't. I needed to prove to myself that I was capable of more. Attending Simon Sinek was easy. When you're sitting needed, needed to, what do you I mean? I needed to prove. I needed to prove to myself that I was capable. I needed to prove to myself that it's not that big of a deal. You, you can shine if you give yourself the opportunity. It's, it's something that's in your wheelhouse. You're capable. You can do this. You can prove to yourself. You can prove your aspirations right and all of your fear is wrong, but you've got to have that that boom, boom test. It's like, um, if you're out there and you see a potential mate, somebody that you're attracted to and you want to talk to them, you have that second where it's like, I'm going to do this. And then you either say, "Mm, here's a list of reasons why, or you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. And I always want to, I always want to just do it. When we went and saw Brendan Burchard, I remember when Tom Bilyeu went on stage, I said, if he says, if he asks for questions, I got to try to get, I got to try to get a question in front of all these people. So I just think for me, it's an opportunity to get further outside my comfort zone because I have a lot of good experience with that. Every time I've done it, it's been better than I expected. Every single time. Fire. It's a great question. It's a great question. Thank you, brother. I also of don't want to take from the, the audience's question though. Aim, can you repeat the last question for Kev? Because I I got it. I got it. Okay. People pleasers mourning the loss in advance. I got you. I got you. So you, whoa, whoa. No, you're good. I second what Alan said. The, the deepest thing, you have to believe it will be worth it. You have to believe that it will be worth it for you and the other person. We talked about this on an episode today, but I am more of a people pleaser than I think people realize. And I think more than I talk about openly because I've it's something I've really unconditioned from. But Alan and I were talking one day about a client that we had. And this client 
our pricing was off and we were changing our pricing. And I had to sit down and I had to write an email as the CFO of this company to this client saying, hey, our pricing is going from whatever to whatever. And it was much more. And I had to go in with the understanding that number one, this person's most likely not going to like me very much. After I've never talked to this person, so they're not going to like me very much. In part two, they're most likely not going to work with us anymore. And I had to go in with the understanding that, you know what? It's what's best for me. It's what's best for Alan. It's what's best for the team. And it's what's best for the business. And that was one of the most difficult things I had done because I don't like being disliked. I struggle with being disliked. I, I want everybody to love me. But this person ended up arguing. And again, that's okay. And they still work with us. So everything went better than expected. And I think that's to Alan's point earlier, things are going to go better than you expect. So you have to believe it will be worth it. And I would say, do it on a small scale first. You have to prove to yourself that it's not going to be the end of the world. All of this is, you don't go to a Lori Harder event, raise your hand and ask a question. If it's the first time ever, I interviewed her a month before. So asking a question in front of people isn't that difficult. It puts me outside enough of my comfort zone. So figure out where your comfort zone is and then get into your learning zone. That is something we always talk about. Next level nation for all of April, we are doing a giveaway. Okay. It's hard to get reviews in the podcast world because a lot of people listen to a lot of different shows. We have many great reviews. We want to get more reviews so we can help more people. When you tune in and you see a show has 500 reviews, you're more likely to listen and take that show seriously. So this is what we're doing. At the end of April, we're going to give a $100 Amazon gift card away. All you have to do to be entered is to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or whatever it is. If you're listening to this repurpose, you can click the link in the show notes. Aim, if you can get the uh, love the show link from the iCloud notes and put it in the chat, I appreciate you very much. If you send us a copy of that, screenshot it. You can send it to Alan, you can send it to Amy, you can send it to my email, you can send it to Alan's Instagram, wherever you want, you'll be entered to win. And at the end of the month, we're gonna choose one person and give them a $100 Amazon gift card. Help out your boys, we love you, we appreciate you, we're grateful for you. And when you review the show and win that gift card, you can buy your next book to the Next Level Book Club. Huh? Boom. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, but seriously, no. So uh, group six is opening. April 19th is the very first session. We already have five spots filled. We've already got the private WhatsApp group going. We actually just had someone new sign up today, which is awesome. This will fill up. We will not be doing another group until three more months from now. Join that. If you feel alone, you feel misunderstood, you're not consistent, you're not reliable, you're not accountable, this group is for you. Join us. Bi-weekly coaching sessions with Kevin and myself, an assistant coach, the one and only Greg Johnson. We will. It will be the Mario Kart booster. At the end of the day, you're not going to do it just for you. I've seen it time and time again. I coach people all over the world. It takes more than, than just you to stay accountable. That's why we do the Fit Pick Challenge. That's why we're doing all this stuff. The team is unbelievably consistent because they don't want to let the team down. That is what group coaching is designed around. If you want to stay consistent, you've got to be on a team of consistent people. So join us. The link should be in the uh, comments below. In the show notes. And Next show notes. level nation. As always, we love you. Appreciate you. Grateful for all of you. Here's to another year of this. This is two years strong. We got another year in us and then hopefully another hundred. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful 
for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Thank you all. We love you. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuickKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.